Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Elso. And your girl Rocky. What is good, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. Another one. And this is actually part four. Part four, baby. Of our He Toxic, She Toxic, toxic, They Toxic toxic series. (laughs) Um, this episode is Men, You Are More Than ATMs. Cha-ching! Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's sound effects going. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a fun one. I and, mean, the whole series. I mean, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, but I did ask one of our questions mm-hmm. uh, to our audience, and we will be responding on a YouTube video, uh, just responding to those statements right and and to that question so the question just to let you all know is how do men feel about always having to financially provide so we'll be responding to that specifically on youtube so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel click that notification bell so you're alerted when we premiere new content yes please do that it's very important yes subscribe yeah. <laughs> all right um is there any other uh you know uh, deep dive only on our Patreon, seven dollars a month. Uh, we will be getting into just a little bit more about, I guess, social development and relationship development of how just men are within financial provision. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be getting into it a little bit more, but we definitely have a lot of juicy stuff to talk about today. Oh yeah, a lot. All right, so let's get started. Let's do it. All right. Two sides of the same coin. You already know the deal. Yep. Flip it, call it, and then we're going to talk about it. That's how we do it. Flipped. I'm calling heads. All right. Heads, I win. Let's go. (laughs) All right. So the first question is... Let's do it. Historically, Mm -hmm. why were men the financial providers? Okay. Historically, I believe... Men were seen as the providers because of the way we structure society. When you're the person that provides financially, you have a lot of advantages over what can and cannot happen within the household, within the community, and within the larger society. So if we created this patriarchal society, which it is is what we have right now, sorry. (laughs) It's what we have. Um, We've made... Our institutions uh, programmed for the sole purpose of keeping power within our hands and not others. Now, that has its advantages, but as we're going to see later on in the episode, it also has its disadvantages as we're trying to up um, unroot that system and try to like plant and have the foundation for something new where equality is valued over just, you know, power of the sexes, you know, mm-hmm. that whole battle that we've been doing for fucking ever, which I'm kind of tired of. I'm like, yo, if you're a good person, you're a good person. How about we just have equal rights, equal opportunities. We adjust and respect each other's feminine and masculine energy. and That exists in all parties. Right. But we don't necessarily 
um, put each other in boxes mm-hmm. due to those things because that I think just limits the whole society. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I many women and girls could have been doing things if they did have the financial support mm-hmm. um, needed to start those ventures or those um, you know whatever whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why we have it. It's like it's for power. Mm-hmm. It's men who understand that if women don't have power then or have a limited amount of power then they can take advantage of them either sexually um take advantage of them emotionally um some people like some women are like the emotional like uh, holders for the whole family and it's like that's their assigned role um caretakers as well like assigned roles based off of gender um that put, put women sometimes in a lower uh, economic status. So then naturally, mm-hmm. when it comes to this stage in life, you know, women may not, even though black women, we'll talk about it more, seem to be doing pretty well. Women may not be in the same financial position as the men. And that dynamic just keeps happening over and over again. Mm. So it's just set up that way. That's the way I look at it. What about you? What are your thoughts on it? So if we talk historically, yes, historically speaking, why were men the ones who were the financial providers? Then yes, you have to address the fact that we live in a patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. So let's be clear. Women weren't allowed to work. No. Women weren't allowed to be the financial provider to then not have the man be required to fill that role. Right. And I will say, Mm -hmm. and you touched on it. Women of color have always been working. Yeah. That's why I had to, <laughs> that's why I had to, like, you know, I had to like, put that little did, caveat in there. When were we not working? I just would like to know. We was doing something. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me know. Let me know of a significant time frame that black women or other women of color were housewives. Like, when was that our role? I know white women. Yeah. Maybe some Asian cultures. Not totally familiar with it, so I can't say that for a fact. <laughs> right. But, you know, but a lot, a lot of black and brown, we have always been working. Yeah. Because we in lived in a capacity. society that uh, our household wouldn't function if we weren't both yeah. parties working. And also looking at today, a, a two-income household is kind of necessary for this expensive-ass world we created. Yes. Like, sure. you big balling if you can just do one income. Like, I'm just saying. And more power to you. You know. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody like that. Right. Majority of people aren't. And I, and I would like to specify that this um, men being the financial providers is new. That is within our industrialized society. Mm. And even then, things started changing when men went away to war and women started working mm-hmm. more. That's the turn that happened where women started gaining right. more financial independence because they said, I'm not going back to not working. Right. You know? So, again, why were men the financial providers? Because our society made that so. Not even the soul role being put on men to be financial providers but they also didn't allow women to but again this is in white america black america we were still working a lot of black women were teachers 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, nurses is a is a popular profession as well. Government. My grandma was working in the government. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, I have a devil's advocate, but I won't let you finish. I thought I just thought of something. Okay, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go back a little bit further. Pre-industrialization. Okay, now we're talking agriculture, right? Mm-hmm. Farming. Now this can be a little bit tricky because let's differentiate enslavement <laughs> from agriculture, right? Kind of have to look right. outside the lens of America for yeah. that one. <laughs> um, but yes, pre-industrialization a large part of our societies were based in agriculture. So who was out there working? Was it only the men? Because they were the financial providers? Because again, you make money off them crops. So was it only them? Were the women solely in the house taking care of the kids? No, women were helping out too. Mm-hmm. The more kids you had was better to help with that farm. For you sure. know Exactly. So like, it was a... Whole family effort, you know, to to bring in the money to support the family, right? Let's go back a little bit further. <laughs> Hunters and gathers, which, if you didn't know, is actually majority of human existence. We were living that way of life, okay? If you didn't know. Like, all this shit is new. But anyways, hunters and gathers, while the perceived notion of men being the hunters and women being the gathers is what's very prominent, mm-hmm. there were actually many cultures who did have either reverse roles or people partaking in uh, both. In both, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Um, I think that might be the most common. <laughs> you know? But I'm not sure. I know uh, they definitely exist. Yeah, they, they definitely exist. And I would also say money is new. Mm-hmm. Like... Currency. Exactly. Like we had what trading and bartering Bartering before like money is a new concept. So this whole men are supposed to be the financial providers. Why? What about gender identity, genitalia and hormones require men to be the financial providers? Okay. Can I do my devil's advocate now? Sure. Okay. Well, that was happy. (laughs) Well, lady, I would say Mm -hmm. women being biologically weaker gave them less opportunity in jobs that would have been paying more, like construction and building and other things during the industrialization age. So during that time, they just didn't have the equipment or the physique in order to be in those jobs that were earning more money. It's not our fault. We're just men. We have muscles and shit. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to use biologically weaker. Just because we're different does not mean we are weaker. Yes, we may be less strong, (laughs) but like, I'm not, I'm not, I know that that is the alternative, you know, but no, I'm not giving you that. No. Um, so yes, we may not have been doing those, uh, manual labor jobs, Mm -hmm. even though again, we were still doing agriculture, which is manual labor. But anyways, Um, it's not, again, going back to black women, specifically in America, like, it's not like we weren't working. Like, there's been known facts of black men working railroads. Right. A lot of them were either single or away from their families for a long time, but it wasn't like the women weren't working. Like, again, a lot of times church and school was like the primary 
communities for black people again we go in segregation era so it's not like we had a whole lot of opportunities for jobs in the first place but again we still had to sustain something Mm -hmm. and it's usually was not on a one income household what about white women (laughs) white women were housewives you got to sit on your ass and yeah not do anything i see Basically. Um, yeah, just dash out. <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, prior to money, um, with the trading and bartering, what the pr- provision looked like was food and shelter. So we talked about food in terms mm-hmm. of agriculture and hunters and gatherers, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't talk about shelter. Now, in many cultures, it was the responsibility of the man to build a house you know, that it was suitable for the woman. Um, but again, that is not always the case. A lot of times it was a gift from like the parents or something. Like it was a part of the dowry or whatever, you know, is the price is being traded for these these marriages or these unions. Um, but yeah, different cultures had different ways of providing shelter, you know, Um and it wasn't always like a sole man effort either. Like a lot of times, if it if it was men, it was like a community of men coming together to to build a house. Oh yeah, I mean there are some. There's people, some, yes. But like if you're building like a a big structure for like a huge family, mm-hmm. it usually is collective. Mm-hmm. But even looking at like um, I read like a lot of indigenous uh novels and stuff, and like. Again, it depends on the writer and stuff, but the way that they talked about the culture was like, yeah, it was very, there weren't that many restrictive gender roles. It was like everybody was helping out. So uh, with a lot of indigenous cultures, they were nomadic. So mm-hmm. taking down the TP and putting back up the TP was a group effort. Like we're trying to get up and go, you know, or, you know, get home and get stable. Like we don't have time to be like, okay, only the men. It's like, nah, everybody lend a hand and get the shit up, you know, or take the shit down. We got to go. Um, so yeah, this, this restrictive gender norms is new and it is largely a part of the white community. Like Asian cultures, we can talk about in a different context and I don't know much about like going back in time with their culture i don't know but in america looking at black and white because you know that's the narrative that has existed (laughs) jesus all right y'all ready for the next question (laughs) let's do it all right what you got hesitates heads you lose again i'm winning these days let's go what's the question all right (laughs) two to one um, does your partner have to match your financial standards? Absolutely. You got to match my financial standards. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Well, I actually just wanted to hear your thoughts. Well, this is two sides, so you actually explain a little bit I know, more. I, I know. But you go ahead. All right, you, you passing it? Yeah, I'm passing it to you. Is that your final answer? No, I'm not gonna find it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I, was I just really wanted to hear your opinion. That's all. Okay. Uh no. <laughs> no. Um, my partner does not have to match my financial standards. Because wow. my my financial standards are for me. Ooh. 
Like, I have a certain goal for what I want to achieve with my own financial stability. Um, and I don't require that in my partner because I don't, that's just not me. Like, I need you to be individually financially stable. Like, that is what I need. But for you, so say I earn more, right? Do I need him to earn the same amount? No. I just need him to be individually financially stable so I don't have to take care of him. Mm. So, all right. So you don't mind, basically, what you're saying is you don't mind a guy who isn't taking care of you or doing all that extra stuff as long as he's able to be in Take care of himself, yes. Right, okay. Yes, that's what I care about. So, like, yeah, I don't need him to match me. I don't have to match him if he's making more. Like, I just need us individually to be independent financially. Okay, I'm about to throw a whole bunch of devil's advocates at you. All right, all but right, I so wanted to hear, like, your also opinion as well, not just devil's advocate. I know, I know. Well, I'm trying to tease you today. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm back. <laughs> um, so let's say mm-hmm. I'm a lady. All right. Uh, well, what my love language, I'm another woman who is kind of objecting to this. My love language is uh, gifts. So I like um, acts of service and I like gifts. So if he can't do anything for me and he doesn't have money, then it's not going to work regardless. Okay, first of all, you need to actually read the book Five Love Languages by okay. Gary Chapman because right. they talk about you gotta gifts. Don't be rude to my imaginary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you don't gotta be so rude nah, to my No, people are like this. Imaginary. So I'm going to answer. Because gifts are not always monetary, See, nor are they expensive. Like, handmade gifts are a thing, but your bougie ass wants something expensive. I'm just saying. My character bougie now? My yes. My character bougie? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't give her a name. Her name is... And, and and if you want those expensive gifts, that is totally fine. But yes, you need to find a match and a partner who willingly gives you expensive gifts. Because if you're with somebody who doesn't, don't resent him for not. Okay. Like you need to find your match. But I don't need expensive gifts. I don't value money like that. You can give me with, with an experience. That's a great gift for me. I want experiences too. My experiences are, are traveling. A lot of women say that. Exactly. Exactly. What I was gonna say. But again, uh, but again, if I'm paying for my ticket and you paying for yours, Have we you got there. <laughs> <laughs> we got there though. We got there. It's but and, and this comes into a question a little bit later. It's like I don't need to be taken care of financially. I just need you to take care of yourself. I got me. Yeah. Um, so I'm done playing uh, Crystal and shit. Okay, wait, wait. I wasn't done, though. <laughs> oh, um, So I also uh, thought about Taraji P from Think Like a Man, her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, right? yeah, yeah. that, that was it. It was like, uh, Steve Harvey was like, um, do you need your man to make six figures? Uh, and she was like, yes. Do you mm. need your man to own his, home, own his own home? Yes. And it's like, why? Why do you need that? Like, really sit and ask yourself, like, why do you need someone outside of you to make six figures and then to own their own home? Like, what? I understand mentality-wise, what's that showing? Value-wise, what's that showing? But why does that actually need to happen if it has no impact on you? Right. So, I think, yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking of all these devil advocate things today. I don't know why. Like, just uh, curious about, like, your thoughts mm-hmm. um, being pushed up against. 
Um, but yeah, so when you said that, I did think about like maybe the value things and maybe the woman who does need that man to be making as much or more than her mm-hmm. sees it as I made it this far, right? As a woman mm-hmm. with all these cars stacked up against yeah. me versus you mm-hmm. who was a man who already had that advantage and then you can't be at the same level. Not everybody to wants to be working at a Fortune 500 company. I don't need to make six figures. That was never a life goal for me because I don't value that shit. I just want to be stable and comfortable. You had that goal. Why do I have to have that? And again, it's about finding your match. Mm. So like, that's not me. So I don't require a match of that. But if that is your values, then, you know, have fun (laughs) with your, you know, prospects. But I'm also going to say... Hey. um, That's definitely the standard for some You know, and... Power to you. You can you can desire that as much as you want. Good luck. Um, there are there are men out there who will make six figures, own their own home, travel, and also take care of you. Because I know that's actually what you want. Mm. But I will also say maybe so mean to Crystal, yo. <laughs> I will also say that. Um, my experiences with this come from watching my parents, my sister and her marriage, as well as my dating experiences. Mm -hmm. So my dad was a financial provider in my parents' relationship Mm -hmm. or marriage. And, um, my mom, like my dad told me, like he got to a place he was where he told my mom, you don't have to work. Um, I think that's like a sense of pride for your dad. Right? Like, well, he's definitely on that patriarchal shit. So, yeah, like, he was probably like thinking like that was a bossed up. Movie. But he thinks in this knight in shining armor, I'm gonna take care of you, sort of way. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to take care of me in that way. Mm. Like, I got me. <laughs> okay, but so that's what he told your mom. But was your mom like? Oh, my mom. Yeah, it? she was. Okay. That's that's why they stayed married as long as they did because she knew when she left that she would be on her own. And, so, does that go back to kind of like what? The point that I think we both made mm-hmm. at the top of the two sides, the first question when it mm-hmm. comes to like the power dynamics. Yeah. So, so I think man, man that's, that's crazy. So on on one side, your dad was in a way like bolstering up his own like you know ego, ego. and everything else like that. But on the other side, he was also kind of giving himself security that she wouldn't be able to go anywhere. You know. Which is why financial independence for women mm. increased the divorce rate. <laughs> right, right. We see that all the time. Like, I'm not staying this shit. I got me. Yeah. But I don't think we, we, again, ask these questions or, like, think this deeply into, like, our motives when we're getting into connections and dynamics. It's just, like, if it's fulfilling a certain, like, maybe childhood or whatever mm-hmm. need we just kind of like go for it yeah it's not it sitting with it and questioning and right. even questioning why were men the financial providers it's like because that's the way it is because that's the way it's supposed to be well why <laughs> yeah not not everything's just like well that's just the way it is yeah like, nah you, there's you can reasons things yeah and change a lot of things exactly you choose to um i will also say with my sister and my brother-in-law i don't know about income levels mm-hmm. but i know my my sister is more like she's the accountant in their marriage okay. like she's the one handling the money and stuff uh, to my knowledge i'm not totally in their marriage but from what i see that's what i see okay. um 
So that was the alternative of my parents. Mm. Whereas my mom, like she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't involved in financial management and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that was interesting to see. And while, and it, it also had me question myself of which role I wanted. And I was like, well, do I want to not be involved at all? Right. You felt like you had to choose. You know? Hmm. Or do I want to be managing the stuff? And I was like, looking into myself and seeing what works best for me, I was like, well, I don't necessarily want to manage this shit because I actually don't like this shit. However, I do want to be involved because I want to know what's going on. Right. (laughs) Right? And then, again, I'm okay being financially independent myself and taking care of me. And, again, I want my partner to be independent and taking care of him. But it's also like we're building together. Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted a professional empire. So building together where we're both on our shit together, you know, so that's, that's where I am. And maybe that's where these women are coming from, Crystal, Um. (laughs) you know, but again, yo, if my friend Crystal is listening to (laughs) it's not you, you. it's not you, I I was thinking that, I I thought thought of that when you first said the name. Cause that's my homie. Like she's yeah, she's not like this at all. No. So um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I didn't. Oh oh, so the women, so Crystal, yeah, they may want this like professional empire. We be able to do things together, right? Yeah. But it's there is a significant value on money. Like I am a part of the process. The money is coming. I don't need it now. I just need to be stable and comfortable. Mm. I can be a power couple without being rich. Right. So I think that's that's why there's such pushback. I think the notion that you can be a power couple without being rich, mm-hmm. it's like a contradiction. It's like, mm-hmm. what? what How mean? does that work? Like... Power couple means you got money, rich, you making boss moves and blah, 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 whatever else, you know, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they realize that there's more ways to obtain power within your life and your space and mm-hmm. your domain than just, you know, with financial resources. That's a great way for sure, especially in this society. I'm not going to lie, but your mental health and peace, mm-hmm. your quality uh, the quality of your relationships mm-hmm. um the quality of your community relationships as well yeah um your physical health uh all these things play a role in your day-to-day so if your day-to-day is completely stressful but it's because you're making more money mm-hmm. then that's not a win for me like if all majority of my days out of the year are like crazy stressful I don't have enough time to spend with my family, with mm-hmm. my partner, mm-hmm. with the children, with any of that. Like, that's not a good move for me. Um, I think a lot of people realize that later on in life. But if that's what you're going based off of what you feel a power couple is, you might be falling into that trap already. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're asking these questions and, yeah. and, and saying you should probably question it. Um, and why Crystal, not the one who's my friend. My imaginary one <laughs> is, you know, I think a little bit off with the way that she's looking at things. And if you value money and materials, like, that's your values. And I can't judge you for your values. I can just 
say we don't have the same. Yeah, you know, and then have you like questioned certain things about it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not saying that you have to change your mind or that you're wrong or whatever. It's yeah. like because what is best for you is best for you. Mm-hmm. And I do not know your history and your background. Maybe you have been um, denied things for so long that you feel like, man, fuck that. Mm-hmm. When I, at this age, I want that. Yeah. And if that's you, cool. But I don't know how sustainable that is. I don't know the quality of relationship that comes with that. And if you're so, I want this and I won't settle for anything less, and also comfortable being by yourself, that's also great. Oh, yeah. Might even be better if you ask me. You know? (laughs) The last thing I wanted to say about Mm -hmm. my experiences is my dating experiences. And all of my dating experiences, uh, I've made more than my partner. And, yes, it was kind of me, though. But, um... My money be so slow. I know. <laughs> and you're also... You moved, so... Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. But just, like, overall, like, I was the one who had the car. I was the one who was working. Mm. Like, I just... I had the money. Um, And it's because I wanted to take care of myself. So mm. that's what I had an issue with, is I was taking care of myself, but my guy wasn't. Like, he wasn't independent... Mm. He wasn't financially independent. He couldn't take care of himself. And I didn't like having to take care of him. Like, that's take care of you. And then I got me. And then we together. Like, that's, you know. Sounds like a deal to me. Right? So, so yeah. Um, so, I, I did learn that, you know. And, and that's where it's, like, understanding with myself. Like, yeah, I don't need him to financially provide for me. I need him to financially provide for himself. So, as long as that's happening, I'm good. So I I don't know if you ever answered it, Mm. but like Like realistically, yeah. So does your partner have to match your financial standards? Um, No, I think my partner has to has to have. We have to have a an agreed upon reciprocity, and that what I mean by that is like I I know that my energy goes to certain places, Mm -hmm. and I know that the places that it's in. If we're a good fit and I'm deficient in some way or, like, I need to work or, or bolster that part of myself up mm-hmm. and I see that you can be of assistance in that and we agree, like, that's our dynamic and that is combined with a good connection, then that's what I would want versus it being, like, a 50-50 split. Because I don't need 50-50 necessarily. Like, because if I – if my joy is, I don't know, like – for instance, my joy is music, right? And I'm making, like, a lot of money off of music, which I will be in the future. But, like, right now, again, it's slow. Process, y'all. Process. <laughs> Process. Um, but if, like, that's my joy and we're making a lot of money and we don't have to do a lot of things after that, mm-hmm. then I don't mind you not having to um, be the person who's financially uh, burdened at the time if you don't want to. If you want to work... And it's because you want to work because you're just a person who enjoys having their own money regardless, mm-hmm. then that's on you. But that's an agreement based on, a, on the way that we feel, not on an assumption of I have to provide that amount of money. Because then that will take away from my passion. What if I feel like, oh, now I have to put money on mm-hmm. the table for, for music? Mm-hmm. And then that takes away the passion for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's no longer something that relaxes me or long, no longer lets me do certain things. Mm-hmm. And then that causes tension between us within our relationship. Because now there's an expectation that he is going to take care of me financially. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's rubbing against my actual natural way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Equality 
is very much defined by those involved within the relationship. Mm-hmm. And what is fair is 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 negotiated, quote unquote, within the relationship. Basically it's like you're communicating what needs you need to be fulfilled and what desires you want to be fulfilled. If you can do that within the relationship and it feels safe, to me that's the win no matter what across the board. And I agree with that financially. So you don't gotta make the same as me. You just gotta be coming in with the same amount of effort that we agree upon mm-hmm. when we're coming together. And I think that effort is is crucial. Like yeah. that ambition, that tenacity, like do you Right. Don't just sit on your ass. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't be Lawrence season one. Yeah, no. Sorry, bro. I wouldn't have made it. That, why you think she didn't? Issa was like, eh. get off your ass. I need you to be doing something for yourself. Not even for me, for yourself. Right. And again, Lawrence was going through depression. So we, as therapists, understand all those other things that came along he with could have gone to therapy. Right. But that's the thing. You have <laughs> do to do something for yourself. No matter what, you have to take that step and take that accountability, the action, mm-hmm. and put it on you. Because if you don't do it, no one is going to just... Like, and no one can force you force either. You, yeah, no one can force you to make those changes in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. So you don't got to make the same. It's about that reciprocity. That that to me, gotcha. that's what's key. I feel that matched energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I fox with it. All right, next question. You gonna flip it? Let's flip it. So it's two one right now. I'm gonna call it. Wait, you, you call it? You, what, what, what? you didn't even call it. <laughs> He just flipped and looked at it. <laughs> Do over. <laughs> okay. I'm going to call it Tails. Ah, you stay losing. <laughs> Three to one, y'all. Three to one. It's all right. Hit me with the question. Let's do it. Okay. Well, this is actually one I wanted you to answer okay, this first. Let's do it. How do men feel about always having to financially provide? <sighs> exhausted. That's just exhausting, yo. For real. Like, always? Always? always. Like, forever? Forever, ever? Forever, ever? Mm-hmm. Nah, uh... I don't know what it is about, like, Usually, it, it, it doesn't bother me that much um, because, yeah, for most of my life, I've been, like, financially okay in terms of I've never been on a struggle, 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 except for, like, maybe first year of college or something like that, mm. you know, or maybe second year, second year of college or something like that, you know, while I was getting my finances together. But it's, like, that burden of having to take care of yourself, and I think... The expectation is that to even interact with a woman, you have to have your shit together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like women don't, and it's been said before, you don't want to take a woman out if you can't pay for the day or whatever else like that. So it's like, how do you develop a connection with someone without money? And then that begs the other question of like, am I worth connecting to if I don't have money? Mm. Men, you are more than ATMs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I can't take you out on a date because I don't have money, that directly ties to my worth of whether I should even be able to connect with someone. Mm. And that's kind of the message that we get. It's like, 
until you are financially stable, like you have to be shunned and, and like, yo, you need to. And this is the message that a lot of fellas get. Mm-hmm. Let me know if this sounds familiar. Yo, you need to, yo, grind, get dirty, like shut everything down, lock everything away, get on your grind, get your money right. Then you can go out there with the ladies and 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 with the parties and all that other stuff. But until then, stay focused, keep your head straight, and then just grind out. It's like. That's such an unhealthy mentality because men, although we've maybe gotten used to not being social in those times of wanting to achieve and and wanting to grind and all that other stuff, that's very crucial towards us actually being able to succeed, being able to connect with other human beings. And I won't deny that, especially sometimes it is connecting with other men. It's not always about uh, connecting with women. A lot of times that, that bond and that brotherhood and that brotherhood um, yeah, brotherhood allows you to encourage each other and then gets you that ground going. But also with women as well. Like there are a lot of women who have helped me out throughout my years when I'm grinding and doing things. And if it weren't for those connections and those relationships, maybe I would have went in a different direction. Maybe I would have taken the mm. quick money versus the morals. Maybe I would have taken, you know, there's a whole bunch of examples I can give like within my life of, of that. Um, but I put names out there obviously <laughs> but yeah there there are women and connections that i formed when i did not have a lot of money that allowed me to level up to get the money so it's like that's what i have to say about just that burden that's put on us i think it's exhausting and it limits our actual ability to grow when it comes to our resources and our financial stability um if we had more of a support system and we're able to connect, it's almost no way we wouldn't level up in that way. But we're we're taught to do the exact opposite. Like run away, like you ain't worthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ain't got no money. You a broke boy. So So I definitely my thoughts. agree. Um I definitely agree. And I think okay, so for me, four years of undergrad, two years of grad school, mm-hmm. uh, three years until I got my license and finally oh, became man. financially stable. So that's holy hell. <laughs> that's nine years. <laughs> nine years for me to become financially stable mm-hmm. and independent. I'm not con- I'm not supposed to connect with anybody. For nine years, just because I may be a, a man in that sense. Like, right. if you think about it, like, that that that's basically what you're telling men. Well, yeah, because I didn't even count school and all that. Because if, if we You're not out, financially stable. The hell? It's, it's true. <laughs> but, like, Everybody know college people broke. That's, that's true. Maybe it's because, like, I just didn't think of it like that. Because, like, I still had all the things, essentials. That's why how much of a minimalist I am. Like, I'm thinking I'm still good and all that. But, yeah. I mean... If, it was better than when you got out. You yes. Really on your you, own. Yeah, when you get out, it's rough. Um, but yeah, ah. that was, I was able to find jobs and all that. But yeah, mm-hmm. yo. So yes, if but you're technically, that, nine technically, years, yes, for sure. Like so, so yeah, nine years. You expect men to for again for my journey, undergrad, grad school, and then uh, my internship into licensure. So if a guy's in the same profession as me, you're saying for nine years he cannot connect <laughs> at all because well, he doesn't right. have the money to date. 
Fuck that. Like, that's, is that what you're saying? I mean, because people don't have to live by those rules. There's no rules to this shit. <clears throat> One, free dates exist. Two, like you were saying, this whole worth attached to money, yeah. separate that capitalistic mentality first. Yeah. Because that is unhealthy. You are worthy because you exist, not what you offer and can do for others. Okay, my thoughts now. That was just my response to your thoughts. Right. <laughs> okay. So I've actually had a lot of conversations with men about this, mm. um, including someone who went to Hampton, as well as my dad when he started dating again after my parents' divorce. Mm. Um, now, my dad is, yeah, he was the, the financial provider in marriage with my mom. Um, mm. So he was making a lot of money. So when he started dating, he was meeting women who were also making a lot of money. Right. How'd that go? Um, so the theme from these conversations is men felt used. They felt taken advantage of. Mm. They felt like they were only used for free meals. Oh, that's definitely a thing. Yes. And then I also noticed, especially with my male clients, that there was an extreme pressure on them to be financial providers because their manhood is linked to that ability. Mm -hmm. Men and women alike, some of them view men as less than a man if he cannot financially provide. Why is that? Why is masculinity, why is manhood attached to money? Why is a man not allowed to experience nine years of trying to get himself together and at the end he finally comes to, but that whole decade worth of experiences is just he's not worthy. Even though, again, it's not like he's not showing ambition. He's right. out here. Yeah, it's a so fucking process. We're not talking about, again, not Sitting about on the couch, <laughs> mama's house. Right. No, we're not talking about them. We're talking, talking about I am doing something, yes. but it is not here yet. This is a process. It is slow. It's a lot of time and energy, and I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make him less of a man? No. <sighs> People just... Y'all really got to start questioning stuff. Like, question why that's even connected. Why is manhood connected to that? Mm. And I think in one of my glimpses of the responses, it was talking about rites of passage. But I'm like, well, why was that included in your rites of passage? And again, what would be the rites of passage for women? To require a man to financially provide for you? (laughs) Again, why? What about gender identity, genitalia, and hormones makes this a requirement? Let me know. Because once you start questioning gender roles and norms, there's really just no sense to any of this. (laughs) And if you're religious, I'm not talking to you. Because y'all be using your Bible to explain everything, so... It's the good book, you know. 
Is it? Anyways, last question. Uh, last one for our two sides. Call it. Tails. You suck today. Damn it! <laughs> All right. He won the whole two sides. Congrats. <laughs> All right. The question is, how is women being viewed as sexual objects similar to men being viewed as ATMs? Mm. I think it's the idea of raw transactional mm. like energy being put towards a person and then being stripped of anything outside of that transaction. Yes. So it's like... That part. Yeah, that's the <laughs> only problem. Because again, you can be sexy. You can even be a sex worker mm -hmm. and have dignity attached to, mm -hmm. to that. As in like, oh, you are a sex worker and then also a human being. So a human being who does sex work. Sex work. Mm -hmm. So you have all this dignity tied into a profession where you could be degraded within the context of that profession. Maybe that's part of the kink, whatever. But outside of that, you're still a human being. Yeah. Same thing with men. It's like you can be seen as provider or successful, billionaire, whatever else like that. But outside of that is the person who was able to even allocate those resources, the, the mind behind it, and all those other things. At least that's what you should be looking for. Yeah. If you were just handed money to you, like a trust fund or whatever else it may be, and you have no idea how to manage money still. You're just somebody who just has money and by by this very means of having it, you keep getting more because it's almost inevitable. <laughs> you just have so much. Mm. So your investments, even if they're stupid, sometimes end up making you money because you have enough money to make it. Donald Trump. <clears throat> Anyways, um man, he, man, he, long story. Not not this episode. I refuse. <laughs> but yes, you should be looking at it as like how a man got those resources what was his means of doing it was that creative does that show partness of his character mm. um does it show a neglect of character does it show like he just needed to do it to get out of a bad situation has he learned from those lessons that's the way i would want someone to think about was he that. taking advantage of other people while he was earning his money i'm just saying those are the things so when you look at somebody as a human being who has these things or does these things through the means of a profession or whatever else it may be, that's showing that you actually value them. And then when you see their story tied into why they're doing it, I think that's even more so the way you should be viewing things. Um, but they're similar in that same way that we don't. We just look at it as just this transaction. Mm -hmm. And then after that transaction is done, that person is done. There's no mm. actual feeling of connection between the person that had that trans the, the persons that had that uh, transaction. It's like, nope, uh, I had sex, fuck out of here. Or give me your money, you pay my bills, you pay my rent, fuck out of here. You know, that's not how human beings were meant to interact. That's not how energy is meant to be. Mm. It's not supposed to be just transactional like that, you know. Um, and when we get to that point, I feel like we lose a little bit of like what makes us better human beings going forward. I think it kind of perpetuates that same cycle of 
throwing away human beings uh, based on uh, arbitrary, you know, benchmarks, mm-hmm. money, sex, mm-hmm. you know, other things like that. Your desires, which can change at any time. Yeah. So, yeah. Key point on that transactional love and transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's the difference. Well, it's it's similar because it's objectification versus humanization. Mm. Like if you're only if it. you're only looking at a woman for her body, so you can use to have sex with it. Right. If you're only looking at a man, so he can give you money, and that's it. Like you don't want anything else to do with him. Like that's very. That's an object. Yeah. That's a sex toy in an ATM. There doesn't like what outside of those two aspects, how else are you connected? You know, and it's and it's looking at the human being as a human being. Yeah. This person has thoughts, feelings, a whole fucking backstory, trauma, mm-hmm. boundaries, needs, capacities. Like mm-hmm. this person is a human. They're not just a money machine. They're not just a sex toy. And women get it when it comes to not being objectified sexually. Right. So in fact, the same women be turning around and be objectifying these men financially. I'm like, uh, uh, do you not catch the... And that goes into our deep dive where we're talking about challenging gender roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... How you gonna, and then just, I mean. Connect the dots, people. And I would say for men, in order to, just like for women, in order to stop this objectification, that's where boundaries comes in. Yeah. That's where you, yeah, you have a boundary of like, I want someone who sees the human in me. That's why I don't uh, interact with these women. It's like, I they, they clearly do not want me, somebody who's. They, they slow money. They want a, a vessel who gives them money. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. And I don't want to even be around anybody, any woman that's like that. Like mm-hmm. The last thing I want is someone who just would want me for my money. As I'm growing it and looking at, at building my resources for the future, for my family, and for the people who I actually care about. So that everybody's sustainable and can do the things that they love without fear of... Um, you know, anything happening to them financially. That's really the winning goal for me. So mm-hmm. everybody in my circle can just do what they want mm-hmm. and live freely mm-hmm. um, because they have the resources to do so. That's the win. But mm-hmm. that comes with people I actually like and want to invest in. Mm-hmm. So it's like a relationship to me is also an investment. What the fuck are you bringing to the table if all you see me as is a, as a, a cash cow? What, why would I see value in you if all I see you as is a leech, a parasite? Why would I even like to interact with you? I would not. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's why I'm blessed to at least know my energy and where it goes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I slip up, you know, hey, human. But never enough to fall under the trap or the... Uh, like influence of someone who I know I truly shouldn't be with because the match and the connection isn't there. Yeah. Um, so I hope that this episode's first section, Two Sides of the Same Coin, has helped you with that. I hope the questions have maybe gotten you to think about things you 
might not have in the past. Maybe look at things from a different perspective. Um, that's what this show's about. Yeah. But all right, uh, that's it for two sides of the same coin. We will return with either or, both and. And uh, I'm excited to continue talking about this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. And especially when we force you to choose. <laughs> See what you really start questioning yourself. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right, y'all, we'll catch you in uh, about a minute or so. You know. <laughs> But all right, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Peace and love. For now. There we go. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, (laughs) It's been longer than a minute. Uh, Change of clothes. My hair is done. You're watching the full video podcast on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. You're on audio. Looking good. You know nothing has changed. My bad life happened, <laughs> you know, but we're back and we're here. Yeah, we're here and we're going to finish up uh, this segment of our series, He Toxic, She Toxic, They, they Toxic. toxic. Uh, and this episode was, uh, men, you are more than an ATM. Yes. So we discussed a lot of stuff in the first segment. Check that out. Ooh, which I wanted to um, say to that because I forgot to say it in that segment. <laughs> um, wage inequality is one of the reasons why men were the financial providers. I can't believe we didn't mention that. I know. And I was Maybe like... Maybe it's because it was like such an obvious thing. Such an obvious thing. Because I was talking about the patriarchy. I was talking right, about right. women not being financially we independent. Everything in you know? And I was like, let me make sure I go back and just mention this part. Okay. So wage inequality, yes, okay, for sure. Um, on women, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that is one of the reasons why men were the financial providers historically. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy. Okay, you ready for our either or? Yeah, let's do it. So it's been a few days, but as I recall, I won. I don't call anything, so I'm not gonna <laughs> fight around that. But hey, you know. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna answer first. Go ahead. But remember, with our either or, both and segment, we just answer the either or, and then whoever won the coin toss explains first. Right. Right. Explains first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, do women want financial security in their relationships? Mm -hmm. Or do they want to be taken care of financially? So I'm going to say they want to be taken care of financially. What say you? I agree. I, I believe that they want to be taken care of financially. Women like to be taken care of financially. That's my answer. All right. So before we get into the explanation, I feel like we need to kind of explain the question right. first. Because some of y'all might be like, man, what the fuck is the difference? Exactly. That's the same thing twice. Exactly. <laughs> so financial security to me means that our relationship is secure financially, meaning that we are both stable. Right. And then overall stable. Like, there's no question of, you know, bills. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, basically saying that bills aren't an issue. Exactly. In that relationship. That you way. know? And even if something were to happen with one person, there's still security. Right. That Yeah, it's like that, yeah, that sense of safety and security like you're talking about. Exactly. Um, whereas taking care of financially means that mm. someone is paying your bills. Like you don't have to necessarily work or have to work as much or bring in as much. Like you have, you don't, yeah, 
somebody else is holding that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with those definitions. I think like to add on to the being taken care of financially piece, mm-hmm. I think there's like a level of being spoiled and mm-hmm. like uh, being kind of like uh, kind of like pampered a yeah, little bit. There's a little sure. bit of that element um, blended in with mm-hmm. that piece. And I think that is because of um, just this desire, like you said, out. It's like it's like the step before or the step after financial security. It's like you could be good and stable within your relationship, mm-hmm. um, but it's like you want extra mm-hmm. because that's a desired uh, aspect aspect of the relationship for you, whoever mm-hmm. that is. I think a lot of women fall into that category because they've seen. Hold up. Are you getting into your explanation? Oh, you're right. My bad. Because you didn't explain. I that, didn't. Man. We was going over definition of the question, you sir. You are right. I almost <laughs> jumped the gun. My I'm bad. like, wait go a ahead. second now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I said that women want to be taken care of financially is because, especially black women, we mm. have been strong for so too fucking long, long. Too long. Like, we've had Big Mama was the one holding down the household. Again, like I mentioned in the previous uh, segment, black women were always working. Like, mm. it's, it's been a thing. And we can't, we, um, especially recently with um, crack epidemic, uh, mass incarceration, the death of our men, like, we haven't been able to <laughs> depend on black men in that way because they haven't been there. So women, ha- black women have been working, working, working. And I think a lot of us are tired of having to be strong for so long. Um, and we just want to break. And we want that someone to take care of us. Because we're always taking care of everybody else mm. but ourselves. So I think that's where it's coming from. Mm. Now what's it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, they didn't want to step on a black woman's toes. Nothing. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it, it stems from that idea of wanting more outside of the relationship because that's what you ultimately seen as your advantage. Well, it's been ultimately seen, ultimately been seen as one of the ways to get an advantage within the system because you're not allowed to have capital like that or this at least historically you weren't mm-hmm. getting a man who is and can provide baseline security on top of you having your needs so basically like baseline security in a world where you're basically an underclass citizen which women were and I would say still are to this day um, just not as much not as as large an extent yeah. Um, so if you're an underclass citizen and you get like the basics, that's not you getting ahead. You see what I'm saying? Mm, gotcha. So if you're like stable, mm-hmm. that's just you just like baseline. You're just like, all right, you're out here. Mm-hmm. You're just a regular person. But the next generation and you can't, you can't control your own destiny. You can't control like the next generation of like women, at least going forward in your family. You could probably nurture the, the men in your family to do the same, but it's like, if they're still under the same society, the only generation that's going to thrive it's within men. your lineage yeah. is going to be men. Yeah. So it's like, even looking at it from that point of view, it's like, I understand why there's that want and desire to have more than just the baseline 
security level of financial freedom. To that point, that baseline is not my baseline. My baseline right. is I can do what I want. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, it is I can get ahead. Mm-hmm. That's my baseline. Mm-hmm. Figure out what yours is. I'm just saying. Yeah, everybody's different. You know? And I also wanted to talk about women recognizing our divinity. Ooh, in, talk about it. In the aspect of we are great. <laughs> and uh, black women out here just 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 flourishing in our greatness. You know, we're the most educated demographic. Mm-hmm. We're starting businesses left and right. Like we're becoming, right, <laughs> you know, we're becoming uh, um, top positions in like big companies and corporations. Yep. Like black women, we are doing a damn thing. We're doing it. And I think that that is okay. Like, I think, again, historically, because of the stuff I mentioned in the first segment, men have been the financial providers, but Mm -hmm. it's it's just now coming to a place, especially within black women, where black women are the financial providers. We're making more than the men. And I think there's this, well, wait a minute, this isn't how it's been. I want the reverse because that's how it's been. But I think it's important to, to own our divinity. Like, yes, we're great. And we are doing a damn thing. And that's okay. You know? And it's like, yes, I want a partner who is great as well. Who's doing a damn thing his damn self. You know? But if I just so happen to make more, I'm cool with that. Because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't lessen him as a man. You know? It doesn't make me superior than him. Because that's what patriarchy is. Mm. We're not about to flip this shit. <laughs> You know, but it's just recognizing that that we are divine and we are flourishing in our divinity. And I think that's okay. I got nothing to say about that one. That was all your your, your impromptu thoughts. I uh I agree. So I'm okay with making more than a man. I mean it doesn't really it's not a big deal for me. At all. I just want him to be able to take care of himself. I think every human being should be able to take care of You know, independent, functioning, adult individuals. And into whatever standard (laughs) that is that you would like. Mm -hmm. Going back to you deciding your own standards. Exactly. That's up to you. You know. You want the mansion life, then okay. You have to work for it and have the standards that would actually get you towards that mansion life Mm -hmm. if not if you're somebody who's more of a minimalist like me it don't take much and that's why i get to stack you know you know i'm not i'm not one of those people who needs to be flashy and do all these things and have all these uh external factors of validation when it comes to using those using my resources for that for me most of my work is internal trying to make sure that our family grows and is stable and that's that's the win for me and that goes into our next question mm. what a segue <laughs> you be doing it without knowing it like do you be peeping because <laughs> i'm like you know I'm it's just natural <laughs> all right so the next question is either he's the perfect match mm. except he's broke or he's rich 
and you can't stand them. <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to pick the perfect match, except he's broke. <laughs> what would you say of women, or if you wanted to flip it for, for you? So, again, because I don't really care about women's finances like that. I, I don't I honestly I don't even care if your finances are lower. It's more about like what you're doing mm-hmm. and whether you have motivation. Exactly. Uh, Ambition, tenacity. You talked about it. All that stuff. <laughs> um, so for me, yes, yeah, easily somebody who I can spend my time with and actually grow mm-hmm. and just have have some type of growth mind stimulating conversation that will level me up in some way. Mm-hmm. Mind body or spirit. One of those. Like, exactly. I'd rather that than somebody who just gets on my nerves and then can pay all my bills. Because I'm not the type of person who wants to be on somebody's payroll. And like, like on, not even payroll, because they just give it to you. Yeah. You're not even working for nothing. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on somebody's just like, all right, here, here's your allowance. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want that. I want there to be... If you are going to give me something as a woman, like, it should just be out of the kindness of your heart, not out of some obligation of, like, I'm in some pitiful need of it mm-hmm. because I can't do things myself. I I never want to be in that situation, you know, at least not consistently. Um asking for help is one thing, but just being a leash, ugh, I can't even I can't even see myself doing it. So but that's just me. And this is why we are partners because we have similar values. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I chose that for the same reason. Like money doesn't mean that much to me, and broke can be temporary. Mm-hmm. Again, if someone has that drive within themselves, that broke isn't gonna be there for long. Ooh, okay. I want you to keep going, but I want to talk about like the broke mindset because I think that is more so. Ooh, yeah. Versus Ooh. like financial. Yeah, like, what's that, in the that's totally. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, like I don't value money nor materials. Like I was never a brand name person. I don't need flashy stuff. Like I'm very down to earth. If I'm going to spend anything money wise, it's going to be on traveling, which some Mm -hmm. women are Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, I'm all for going abroad, experiencing different cultures, learning new things, broadening your perspective. Um, I'm all for that. And yes, it takes money in the society. Um, but like even, like going over there and only staying at the resort or staying in a five-star hotel. Like, I don't need that. I'm in a different country. I'm cool just being there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like there's there's certain levels to people's standards that I just, I don't have. So if he's the perfect match for me, yeah, it's it's similar values. Like he doesn't value money either. He doesn't, like you experience or value life and love and, yeah. and like, yeah, your internal work and what's going on internally. Like, externally, none of this shit means anything to me. So, like, because mm-hmm. it, it can always change as well. But the things that you're working on inside and who you are as a person is huge to me. So I'm definitely going to be like, okay, like, I'll, I'll take the temporary. Because, again, if you have the similar values, then you're not going to be there long. It's a process. Right. Okay, but I'm curious as to what you have to say about the broke mindset. Yeah, so I think, so ladies, if you're listening, I think there are two things you need to kind of distinguish when you're talking to a guy who may not, who may not be in the, in the financial position that you would like him to be. Mm-hmm. So there, there are two types of guys. It's like guys who are broke, like 
Nothing is in the bank account. Right, the the literal financial situation ain't looking great. Money is funny. Money looking kind of funny. Hee Mm -hmm. ha ha ha. All right? They ain't laughing all the way to the bank. The bank laughing at them. All right? (laughs) Money looking funny. So there's those people. And then there's people who are not only broke when it comes to, or may not only be broke when it comes to their physical bank account and all that other stuff, their assets, Mm -hmm. but also broke when it comes to the way they think about money. Mm. Now, this is I'm going to talk about like this being tied to somebody who actually has money as well, but I'm going to start with gotcha. somebody who does not have money. So, okay. again, somebody doesn't have any money in their bank account, mm-hmm. but they also have a broke mindset. Okay. So, the broke mindset is you're comfortable or you're complacent within your current financial situation of brokenness. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you're not even trying to get out of your situation because mm-hmm. you don't believe that there's anything to get out of or you don't believe that you can get out of it. That's when you need to get out of there, ladies. That's when somebody is in a, in a, a, a man is in a place where he needs to do some internal work in terms of his own value and seeking to better himself when it comes to his resources and finances. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the world we live in. There's no shame in being good with your money yeah. as long as you're not obsessed with it, in my opinion. you know. So that's, that's the distinction between those two. It's like one person is... Physically, their bank account is is broke, mm-hmm. you know, but they might actually be trying to get out of their financial system. They might be going into school or looking at some type of trade that will advance their financial situation because they see an opening in the job market. There are actions behind it. Right. There's some actual tangible actions going mm-hmm. towards this man leveling up his financial situation. And you can see those things either on the daily or the weekly grind or whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. That is somebody who's broke, but you could tell by the way that he's moving that that's a temporary situation, mm-hmm. you know. And again, depending on his progress, it might be sooner or later. Yeah. And his field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just keep your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy is broke, and he's like comfortable with it, or he's like, oh, well, there's nothing that can happen anyway. I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. So victim mentality. That one. Right there. Mm-hmm. The financial slave victim, like they, oh, they don't like me. Like there's racism and and a whole bunch of job markets. But it's like if you let that shit defeat you in the year 2020 versus our ancestors who had literally almost no opportunities to get shit done because of the segregation and because of the laws that were passed at the time. Come on, dog. So you got to step it up. You can't have the victim mentality, mm-hmm. at least. You got to get out of that. Yeah. I understand being in your sorrow and being in a little depressed um, state, mm-hmm. but you got to be able to pers- be the person to lift yourself out of that and at least reach out for help. Exactly. You know. So so what about the broke mindset when you actually have money? Now, this is the, this is the good one. This mm. is what I like to call the Donald Trump syndrome. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I ain't gonna get him in there in this segment. But for real, like, this is basically somebody who is, who has a lot of money, but mm-hmm. he doesn't actually understand the value of his resources. So someone who spends money frivolously, who will spend money on you to get, like, your attention, get attention, get your attention, mm-hmm. um, without actually valuing your time or valuing, like, your income so like somebody who disrespects your income just because they're making money is a good example of this so explain let's say we're dating right Mm -hmm. and you have money like you're good we're both millionaires basically like we both bossed the fuck up right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but because i make a certain amount more than you your money's no good 
Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm dismissing your money. Mm-hmm. So that to, to me, that's leading with the ego of of that money and not valuing it. Mm-hmm. And that's also a broke mentality because instead of collaborating and combining resources, you're in it for like the I'm showboating. This is a status thing. Mm. Your money is status. Gonna go. yeah. So it's like it's being controlled more through your ego. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that a person who has money can still have a broke mentality. Mm-hmm. You see this a lot of times when it comes to people who maybe didn't have money at first, mm-hmm. and then they get some money because mm-hmm. then they still are thinking like I need to showboat or mm-hmm. like be flashy or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, instead of looking at it's like oh now I have a resource where I can do the things I've wanted to do. But if you haven't ever thought about the things that you wanted to do before you had resources, mm. you just out here spending resources. Exactly. You know, and that's a broke mentality. People who have money and, and like are are about that wealth and longevity life, mm-hmm. they know where to put it, and they're strategic about their resources. Yes, and this is interesting because when you you brought up this concept of a broke mentality, I started to think of what I think of when I think of a broke mentality, mm-hmm. and I, for some reason, this is what's coming to mind for me. I think of people who don't treat others well. Oh, yeah. Like being like uh, broke within character, like like, like morally bankrupt. Exactly. Exactly. Like you could have all the money in the world, but you treat your employees like shit. Mm, There's a lot of that. Don't give them any PTO. Okay. Sick leave is an issue. All right. You know, (laughs) like paying them totally just undeserving wages, whereas you chilling with your millions, not thinking about a damn thing. Like that's a broke mentality to me, because if you haven't figured out that we're all on this globe together. And it's like, especially with the environment, like. So yeah. you care nothing about future generations. Like, yeah, to me, it goes beyond money, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, what are you doing with your money? I agree, yeah. You can be definitely, like, broke and when it comes to your character, like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier. If that piece is gone, then all those resources really don't mean anything. It's yeah. like a fool with all the power in the world will never know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll just be wasting it on, on like if you could shoot lightning out out of your like fingers or whatever, you'd just be like shoot lightning out of mm-hmm. your fingers all day like this, like maybe it's like okay, well you don't know what to do with your power. Mm-hmm. You ain't out here like Zuko. I would be out here like Zuko. You know what I'm saying? Just doing things. Shout out Atlas. Shout, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my my Atlas family out there. You yes. know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you don't get on it, right? Netflix. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I would also say that a poverty mentality is definitely, mm. um, like, that is a something as well. I learned about it while I was in practicum at a homeless shelter, and that is is based on scarcity. Yeah. Versus abundance. Um, and it's like, whatever you need, you need it now. There, you can't hold something for long. So you're more willing to do something with your money immediately because you don't know right. how long you're going to have that money anyway, you know? Yeah, and the other factor with that, like, the, the scarcity mentality and poverty mentality is mm-hmm. is um, the the crunch or construction of the uh, of the, um, the time mm-hmm. span, lifespan. Yeah. Like, that plays a huge factor in what you're talking about because, like you said, you already have a problem with like holding on to money because you feel like I don't know like if I'm gonna be able to use it later or not. Mm-hmm. But then you also factor in the fact like I don't know if I'm gonna be living yeah. or not, or like whether I'm gonna be able to spend this 
um, before I get hurt or injured in this way or before this next bill comes and gobbles mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all those factors come into yeah. it. So that's it's true, man. Like, there's definitely, like, a systemic way of looking at poverty in that way mm-hmm. that I think goes through multiple communities depending on what they've been through, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I would also say, like, in, in the scope of what you're doing with your money... Home ownership isn't everything. It's great, but you know, it ain't all you that know? you need to do. Yeah. So, also... Especially if you ain't doing your research. Look, You'll be making a big mistake. <laughs> exactly. Looking down on people who don't own their homes, don't want to own their homes, as them not being smart with the money because they're paying rent. Like, personally, i rather own multi-purpose buildings mm-hmm. than a home. Right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, owning a property and owning a home are different. You know, yeah, always owning like, land is different than owning yeah, a home. So yeah, it's, there are levels to this thing, that, and, and then there's levels to the goals of what you want to achieve as exactly. well. Exactly. Um, so for me personally, like we were just talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, um, we would want like a studio space, mm-hmm. like uh, in order to not only rent out to other like black creatives mm-hmm. who would want to do podcasting and other stuff, but yeah. like. For us as well, doing studios, space for like my music. Mm-hmm. Um, check out the Harlem Project out on all streaming hey, platforms. Oh, so smart productions. Oh, so smart productions. You know, two T's. Two T's. Uh, check that out. Great, <laughs> great, great collection of instrumentals. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> the Harlem Project. Check it out. Check it out. Um, but yeah, having a place for creatives to, mm-hmm. you know. And then we would probably keep the rent pretty cheap because, you know, it's us. Yeah. But, like, just like that, being able to have a space where we can build community and build um, resources for other creative people mm-hmm. while also making money on the side of that. Yeah. So that would be more of, like, what we would be in line to do rather than just, like, getting a house probably for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. It's um, It would just be more purposeful. That's all, mm-hmm. you know. And long-term. Like, I don't plan to leave anything to my children because they may not want it. Like, there's plenty of stories of grandchildren, like, selling houses that's been in the family. And it's like, yeah, you left that on them and they may not want that. Yeah. So, if they, we can leave them with resources again. Mm Mm-hmm. But with... Like, that's what you wanted. Right. With with things where it's like, you have to carry on this legacy of this, uh, Mm -hmm. you know... That's why I feel sorry for some people who, like, um, some Im- immigrant families who, mm. it's like, their whole family Yeah, moved and uproot, yeah. And the, the shop that they now have is, like, the shop, the family mm. shop that's, mm-hmm. that led the whole family to even get stable within this country. Yeah. And then you're just, like, a teenager who's, like, I, I kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I kind of like video games and shit now, yeah. like, hella Americanized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the family's like, what the fuck you mean? This is the family business. Mm-hmm. So I do get that, but yeah, you do have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, you are not, at least for us, we are not in the business of dictating our children's, you know, destiny. More so, like, nurturing them around, them creating Yeah, who they want to be. Yeah. What they want for their lives. So, it may not come with, like, uh, even the studio that we're talking about. Like, they might not want that. They may not be artistic at all. I doubt it, but they might not. (laughs) You know? They might not not stand, can't stand music, because I play it all the time. Yeah, like, (laughs) 
Be them. <laughs> be great. You don't have to be us. But all right. Enough of our tangent. Right. We over here. Right. Wrapping it up. Uh, I think it's because, you know why? It's because, like, we're fresh. Yeah. We're in the morning. Uh-huh. You, all oh. this construction and oh, all this stuff Oh, my goodness. Going Renovations on. upstairs. So we've goodness. been kind of off our game. Like, this is, like, fresh. I'm excited to get back to morning recordings. <laughs> you already know. Like, I'm way better in the morning. You know? All right. So the last and final question. Okay. Hit me. All right. Either or, both and segment is, would you rather have a financial provider or an emotional provider. Hmm. I would rather have an emotional provider. I would rather have a financial provider. <laughs> really? Right now, I would. Oh my goodness. I'm good with my emotions. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, I think we need to talk about what we mean by financial provider and emotional and I provider. I distinguish that I clown around a lot on the show. <laughs> If you don't know. (laughs) So, an emotional provider to me is someone who can support me emotionally, receive my vulnerability, um, and it's safe to be vulnerable with this person. And they're affirming my emotional needs. Um, That means more to me because, again, I have my own finances. Like, I'm good. Right. within myself so emotions are life <laughs> so like I, I i would appreciate more support in that area than i would with finances but what say you uh if i'm being honest obviously it's, it's gonna be emotionally because going back to the comments that i made earlier it's just the way that i feel I'm able to function and and go about my life relatively well when it comes to finances or at least especially going into the future Mm -hmm. without the need for my partner to do that same thing. So for me, my connections with other people, especially on a romantic level, Mm -hmm. are going to be based on that emotional connection, Mm -hmm. uh, that intellectual connection you know, curiosity about each other mm-hmm. and wanting to figure each other out, being curious about um, how we are and how we got to where we uh, came to be. Um, all those things. Those are, that, that's what I want to know about. Like, a lot of that has nothing to do with how much money you have. Yeah. That's like a, a factor outside of that. Mm-hmm. That's if we're trying to build on like a maybe business, friendship, partnership mm-hmm. level versus romantically. So, exactly. Um, if I were to say, like, on a business partnership level, sure, I would want that. I mean, yeah. Even, but even <laughs> then, emotional investment would be needed for me because I don't want to work with anybody who is going into a deal emotionless mm-hmm. and, and doesn't have, like, a heart in, going back to what you're saying, like, is morally bankrupt. Mm-hmm. We don't want that either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's always a balance to me when I'm dealing with anyone on any level, whether it's business or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah. Emotions for sure when it comes to romantic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <sighs> this was a good episode. I don't remember all of it, but <laughs> but I'm excited for tomorrow's episode that we're recording. We have to plan that. <laughs> but right. <laughs> we will get Y'all to know it. what's good when we get it done. You know? <laughs> 
But yes, I'm I'm excited. We're a little to, behind, like we said, construction. You and know, stuff. but we we, we get. I'm excited that. to continue uh, <laughs> this show. Yeah. I enjoy it. You already know. You know, we back in the mornings, baby. Yes, with that energy. You feel it. You hear it in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you all are are taking from this, whether whatever you're taking. I hope you're learning from this. And even if it's just questioning yourself and being more, uh, being confirmed in your own beliefs, like that's okay. Just question, you know, <clears throat> have a different perspective presented to you to expand yours, even if it's in the sense of deepening your understanding of yourself and your values. Oh, yeah. You know? I think that's it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> thank you once again for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy Oso. You have a beautiful day, people. Take right. care of you. Peace. And love. Always. We out. Mm-hmm.